Hi, and welcome to WOW Talk. I'm Donna Capacity, a thriving cancer survivor. And I'm her naturopathic doctor, Darlene Gustin. We're here to encourage, educate, and empower you on your journey to optimum wellness. Welcome. This is part two of our hormone testing episode. So what do we do with all that information, Dr. Gustin? Well, we've actually skipped a step. So what our listeners don't know is that as a naturopath, you could come in with obvious hormonal needs, or you've had a test by whatever lab, wherever, by whoever, but that's not where I start. So as a naturopath, one of the philosophies that I have that my profession has is that we treat the root cause. So why are your hormones out of balance in the first place? And I have a three-step approach. Step one being get rid of what should not be there. And that implies some type of detoxing. Do you have parasites? Do you have heavy metals? Do you need a liver cleanse? Do you have congested lymphatic system, etc.? That's step one. Step two is put back what's missing. And that's a lot of lifestyle recommendations. Maybe you need a supplement because you have a deficiency. And step three is heal the organs. And hormone production can be affected by any one of those things. And what listeners may not realize is that the liver is the main lab, chemistry lab of the body, and it has a huge role in your production of hormones, your hormone quality, and your discharge of hormones that are bad quality or no longer useful. So a lot of the time we are actually starting with the liver cleanse. And another important point to make is there's a whole world of what we call endocrine disruptors and those are toxins that work like bad hormones and that includes things like smelling gasoline or scented perfumed candles and dryer sheets and foods that were raised with pesticides and hormones hormones in our dairy hormones in our pesticide many 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 normal things that we're exposed to in a North American lifestyle are hormone disruptors. And they're the bad guy in the parking spot. So cleansing is the big cornerstone of where you start. Wow. That's kind of scary hearing those things that we just take for granted and use every day, like dryer sheets and candles that we love. And oh my. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's getting more and more recognition. And even if you think about water quality, the, the typical way that a city in North America treats their water doesn't pull medications out of the water. They'll kill the E. coli bacteria and they'll make the water look clean and not have infectious things in it. But their ability to keep up with heavy metal toxicity and prescribed medication residue in the water. It's just not part of how they clean the water. And where we live, where there's huge amounts of immigration so quickly, we're not keeping up with the, with cleaning the water for that many people. Sure. And so there's a lot of variables on this topic, but it starts with, with cleansing and it could also involve working on the microbiome. So the status of, your probiotics are a big part of removal of bad quality estrogens. So if a patient or a listener is having digestive problems, it's premature to even test, let alone treat your hormones, if you don't normalize your gut first. 
And that's something that I've learned with time and experience as a naturopath. You might get a different protocol from one naturopath to another. Sure. And as I practiced over the years, I became very focused on what did I do different in the patients who were resolved more completely with little or no dependence on even supplements. And, and what I learned was that you had to do things in the right order. Okay, that makes sense. And, and as far as treating, when a lot of the times, by the time you get to step three, you may not have to go to even treat step three. For instance, if somebody is low in progesterone and some of their symptoms get better after we do a liver cleanse, and if they're lacking healthy fats in their diet, if they're lacking vitamin B6 or magnesium, these are all precursors. They're part of the chemistry of making progesterone, progesterone quality, progesterone performance. So if you have a clean body and a nourished body, you're suddenly making hormones. And even though I'm trained in bioidentical hormone therapies, I almost never use that skill that I have because I've corrected the person. That is so fascinating. So the body then starts to do what it needs to do because you have now created the environment where it can work. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And even in the case of, let's say a patient has a kidney removed, they often remove the adrenal gland as well. Okay. So even when that body part is missing, I hardly ever find that I have to do more than clean and nourish the patient. But if for whatever reason, a patient needs hormones external to the body, if we, if we were not able to restore the person's ability to make their own hormones, then they have the option of what are called bioidentical hormones. And those are different, safer, healthier than pharmaceutical quality hormones. So the pharmaceutical hormones have had some side effects, including possible cancer connections yeah. to taking synthetic hormones. And patients are more aware of that and asking those questions. So there's an in-between world called bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So it is orally or topically applying hormones such as estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and those are more identical to the way a human makes a hormone. They're less synthetic. They're more closer to nature. And the side effects and risks are drastically less, if at all, to use those if you must. Okay. Now, I've heard of some people getting hormone therapy through an IV. Now, would that be more a pharmaceutical approach or is that also the bio-identical Honestly, it, it's definitely not something in the scope of a naturopathic doctor. Okay. And I don't have one single patient ever who has been prescribed intravenous hormone therapies by even their medical doctors. Okay. So that I can't speak to because I've never actually seen it in my career. Okay. All right. I, yeah, that would be my least favorite choice anyway, if I had to choose. But uh, okay. So... Was there anything else you would like to talk about when it comes to fixing one's hormones? Lifestyle is huge. The answers yeah. don't have to be fancy. The answers don't have to be 
niche alternative medicine bioidentical hormones? The answer is as, as complicated as the conversation can be. It always loops back to health doesn't need to be complicated. It's, it's as simple as get your sleep at nighttime, eat regular meals, have protein at each meal, and that smooths out a lot of body chemistry. And I want to include that listeners might not realize who is the most powerful hormone in the human body. So we'll put Donna on the spot and see no. if she can guess. No, I don't know. Okay, so I Donna's do got know. a blank look on yeah, her face. She's complete. drawn a complete blank. So the most powerful hormone in the body is insulin. Oh, yeah, no, never would have picked that. Right. <laughs> so most patients and listeners don't even realize insulin. I thought we we're talking hormones. Now she's talking about blood sugar. Exactly. That's exactly what was going through my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so diet is the bridge to hormone balance. And so having a routine and sleeping, get to bed before 10 p.m., sleeping at night, avoiding your electronics before you go to bed, get some exposure to sun first thing in the morning. And having that routine is, is paramount in balancing your hormones. So simple. So simple. So simple. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And even now, the opposite of what I just said, regular meals, intermittent fasting, even that can reset the hormones and detoxify the body. And just that absence of food gives your body the time and energy to work on other things. Perfect. And uh, if you check a couple episodes ago, you can learn all about intermittent fasting. We have an episode called Fasting for Beginners, and that should help out. And also you could check out our hormone testing episode, uh, which gives you uh, all these different um, suggestions. Of, well, not su suggestions, but it does tell you all about uh, how to get your hormones tested. And how people fall through the cracks. So, yes. so this was meant to be Hormones 2.0. Yes. So that first podcast was a little heavy. And then we just wanted to do an extension to that to say, what do you do next? And why why do people fall through the cracks? Even if they go to the fancy labs and have those tests done, it's very common for people with hormonal symptoms to not necessarily register on the lab work and yeah. still have the symptoms. But as a naturopath, even if you came in with fix my hormones, chances are I would find a reason to say, that you need to start with a cleanse and you might not be eating enough protein. And I don't even want to entertain the conversation of testing hormones until those basics are in place first. And if a person's body is cleaner and nourished well, that fixes 80% of what a patient comes in for. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> that is just, it's great it's right news. There. It's great right news. There. Health yeah. is that simple. Wow. So amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? No, I think I'm going to let them digest that. I think so. I think that's a great idea. And if you still have some questions, please send them to us. You can put them in the suggestion box. And um, yes, send us comments and emails if you like. And uh, thank you once again for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.